This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 840, Fake Outrage, Dealing with Criticism by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus of TheMinimalist.com and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Friday and welcome back to Optimal Living Daily, a podcast with a vision of bringing hundreds of blogs to audio for free. That vision is already a reality, but I'm always on the hunt for the best authors and content, so feel free to send your favorites my way. I currently read from a bunch of different personal development and minimalism blogs like Becoming Minimalist, Mark and Angel, Derek Sivers, Steve Pavlina, and many more, all with their permission. And that includes today's authors, The Minimalists. And I give away their books every month to random people on my mailing list on the first of the month, which is in just two days. So if you wanna be part of that raffle and get some free stuff from me, come join the weekly newsletter. You can join at oldpodcast.com or if you're in the US, you can text the word optimal to the number 44222. I'll give you a quick reminder at the end. So for now, let's get to the post and start optimizing your life. Fake Outrage, Dealing with Criticism by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus of theminimalist.com. There are times when outrage is an appropriate reaction to current events. The Twin Towers, cheating spouses, and violent crimes, all injustices, all valid reasons for momentary rage. Most of the time, however, our outrage is unwarranted. We shouldn't be offended, but we are. This is especially true within the context of today's internet culture. Social media has become a breeding ground for armchair criticism, faux discontent, and passive-aggressive disappointment, a place in which we attempt to, paradoxically, decree our building tallest by ridiculing every nearby structure. And so there we sit, glued to our keyboards and glowing terminals, stewing in a disturbing mixture of anger and schadenfreude as we scroll through the endless stream, waiting for the next politically incorrect gaffe to ignite our flame of fake indignation. Rarely is a meaningful discussion even attempted. Just take one look at the comments on any popular YouTube video. Within recent years, the outrage has amped up considerably, making room for endless commentary on banal pop culture happenings, the perils of Deflategate, a former Olympian's new pronoun, Anthony Weiner's Weiner, not to mention a dozen new presidential candidates who have entered a race in which the main qualification seems to be outrage for whatever is said by their opponents, all of which have incited tantrums from both sides of each issue. But who gives a f- well, sadly, the answer seems to be everybody. Because everyone has the tools to be an amateur critic, there are scores of trolls waiting to disgorge their opposing viewpoint. Even your authors, the minimalists, aren't immune to the wrath of the fuming masses. 
a topic as seemingly innocuous as minimalism somehow infuriates hundreds, if not thousands, of noisy keyboard mercenaries. Without good reason, the self-righteous are offended by that which doesn't really affect them. Organized hoarding, blue humor, and naughty words are particularly ripe topics. And because they've decided that someone else's lifestyle is somehow an affront to their own, they reflexively spout their gibberish in an attempt to justify a viewpoint that nobody asked them to justify in the first place. We've all done this at some point. We've all gotten offended without asking ourselves why, and then used our fake outrage to cast judgment upon others. We do this, and we judge people, because it helps us feel better, and pretending to be offended is much easier than attempting to breach the walls of introspection. But this good feeling is fleeting, of course, and so we judge more and more in an attempt to give grounds for our initial judgment, all the while increasing our dose of outrage. It's an ugly downward spiral, and from a spectator's distance, standing far from the backlog of comments and posts and at replies, the enraged look like fools because when we step away and observe, we soon realize that this kind of judgment says more about the judge than the judged. After all, judgment is but a mirror reflecting the insecurities of the person who's doing the judging. True, we all judge, but it's best to do so with reason, respect, and empathy rather than the rage, resentment, and disdain that have suffused our everyday lives. But the truth is that for the vast majority of us, most outrage-inducing events are irrelevant, and thus the outrage itself is a waste of time. Few people are affected by deflated footballs or transgender celebrities, and yet we act as if these events directly shape our lives. We judge, we throw in our unsolicited two cents, and then feel a particular kind of emptiness when the dust clears and all that remains is a heap of hurt feelings. Allowing others to offend us is natural, a default setting, but it is also unnecessary. An offended man or woman is a defenseless man or woman. But it doesn't have to be this way, at least not on an individual level. We can choose not to be offended. So stop it, let it go, change the channel, turn it off, unsubscribe, unfriend, unfollow, mute, block, walk away, breathe. Outrage is a fool's errand, and unless you're a fool, you needn't carry the weight of another person's burden. Let the fools do their own heavy lifting. Perhaps what we need is a reduced dose of outrage and a higher dosage of letting go. You see, letting go of outrage is not the same as embracing apathy. Outrage and apathy are averse sides of the same coin. By refusing to be offended by life's minutia, we refuse to step into outrage's blast radius and thus we refuse to cast judgment arbitrarily. Ultimately, avoiding the outrage is how we can approach controversial and interesting topics with honest, worthwhile discussions. Even when an occasion warrants outrage, murder, racism, game six of the NBA finals, what we do with our ire is a different story. Just because our emotions are justified, that doesn't mean we're required to acquiesce. Rarely does acting out of rage, justified or not, lead to a desirable outcome. Besides, the only person who has the right to worry about deflating Tom Brady's balls is Giselle Bundchen. And if that joke offends you, then please go back and listen to this essay again. You just listened to the post titled Fake Outrage Dealing with Criticism by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus of TheMinimalists.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I like that line, rarely does acting out of rage, justified or not, lead to a desirable outcome. It's true. Even if you wanna march on the streets, we can do it without rage. We'll make the best decisions and take the best course of action without rage, clouding our judgments. Definitely something to think about. I might have to use that rage quote in my newsletter. That's a good one. And speaking of my newsletter, if you're part of it, you're in raffles every month to win one of the minimalist books, among others, hand-packed and mailed by me, If you wanna be in the raffle for free, come by oldpodcast.com and join the weekly newsletter mailing list. Or if you're in the US, you can text the word optimal to the number 44222 and do that very soon. Next raffle's in just two days. Again, the site is oldpodcast.com. Thank you for being here and listening to me every day. It means a lot. Have a great rest of your Friday and I'll see you over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.